My brothers and sisters, welcome back to Restless. It is Father Joseph Gill coming to you live out of Stanford, Connecticut, along with Paul, Matt, and Angelica. And today we're uh, talking about art. Not not like um, music, but art. Because that's a different thing. What? That wasn't a <laughs> joke. Was... Musicians can be artists. Are you talking about visual art then? Visual. Okay. Music the sarcasm. Ha ha. <laughs> Anyway, Look, that's more haas than I usually get out of Paul. So. I laugh occasionally at your jokes. Occasionally. You may laugh more at my face, but moving on. <laughs> anyway. Angelica was like, oh my God. Art is everywhere. It's even on Matt's shirt right now. Sort of. Yes. He actually has a photograph from The Office. Yes. It's Michael and Dwight. Michael and Dwight. Yeah. Standing in front of a truck outdoors. I actually don't know what scene on. this is from. It They're was investigating just... something. I can't remember what it is, though. It was on sale at Old Navy. There you go. <clears throat> so, Renee really likes The Office. Does she? To all the listeners That's that Matt's don't know. Fiance. Yes. That is my fiance. Fiance. Fiance with the accent mark. You all probably know. I've said it like a thousand times. Yeah, pretty much. We can't wait to meet her. You've, you've met her? <laughs> I mean, on, on the air. Oh, okay. You know? <laughs> yeah, One day right. in the distant and or near future. I hope so. I hope yes. so. Because she's cool. So, I agree. Yeah, you should, so, I hope so. <laughs> so we're talking about art. So we're talking about art, yeah. Right, visual art. Visual art, right. Okay, so like yeah. paintings As and statues and things. Yeah, yeah so things. We already had an episode on music and it was great and you weren't there, Matt, but it's okay. Actually, no, you were I on that one. There. I take that wow. back. Actually, do you know? Do you do you remember? First of all, that was my first episode. That was your first oh, episode. Do you remember what I did on that episode? Did you sing? We played three, two truths and a lie. Oh, that's right. And I accidentally told three truths. <laughs> it was very embarrassing. And recently at the Veritas dinner, it was brought up with a person that I was meeting for the first time, and she knew about it already. <laughs> she was like, I know who you are. You're the kid who who screwed up two truths. You're the kid who can't lie. What is this, like the Jim Carrey movie? It was so funny. I was like, I cannot believe that you know who I am, and that's why. This is one of the most embarrassing things that's ever happened to me. He's a legend. He's a legend. And I completely forgot. Was I on that episode? When you go, Lauren was on it. Yeah. yeah. When when you go to Madagascar, because we have like two people that listen to us in Madagascar, yeah. they're gonna be like, "Oh, you the man!" <laughs> Whoa, what kind of coming act? out strong <laughs> with what an was, accent. What was the accent on that one? I, <laughs> I'm not. sure. I think that's Madagascar. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never, <laughs> just, I actually never met anyone from Madagascar. Me neither. Art, everybody. Yeah, art. Let's just, talk about art. Visual art. Visual art. No, anyway. I meant the podcast was art. Sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is art. This is We're definitely trying. art. We're trying. I'm sorry for wasting three minutes of your life um, that you'll never get back. So have you ever uh, have you ever seen an, uh, a work of art that just led you deeper into God or just really impressed you or you know something that strikes you in a positive way? Yes, I have. Tell me what it was. Okay. So I would say the first time it ever happened to me, this is very cliche, very standard. Everyone's going to roll their eyes, but it's fine. Uh, the first time I ever did that was actually at the Sistine Chapel. You're right. I'm rolling my eyes. Right. Great. Oh, you, you did. I did, actually. Yeah. yeah. So that was the first time I was uh, I was really taken aback by a piece of art. And then it happened again, too. So I was at the Louvre in Paris, and everyone crowds around the Mona Lisa. It's a tiny little painting that you can't get close to, and it's not particularly exciting because there's just disaster of situation in the Louvre but if you walk down the hallway down the the hallway of Renaissance art which is right next to that you you come by like all the masters that are you can get right up close to them and no one and everyone just like runs by it because they just saw the Mona Lisa and now they can leave and like go home um but you pass by like Titian and you pass by um a a painting by Leonardo da Vinci called um I think it's 
it's it's I forget what it's called, but it's it's a it's a Madonna and Child with Saint Anne essentially. Mm. Um, and uh, I saw this painting and in real life I had seen it in probably a book or something, but in real life and really up close to it, you can get very close to this painting. And I, I was just overwhelmed. It was uh, an overwhelming just to see. You could see each brush, 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 brush stroke. You could see everything and the way he painted it, the way the shadowing is. It's just out of the, it's so incredible. Mm. Um, and that was like, I just stood there for a minute. My friend's like, can we, can we go? Um, and, and I didn't. I just stayed there for a while and took a picture. Yeah. Um, no. so those are the two times that I've been overwhelmed by art. But it, both in, 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 in real life. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely different when you see it on a computer or something. You know, it just doesn't have the same oomph. Yeah, yeah. Maybe with um, maybe with Metaverse, we'll have some, you know, oomph. With our, <laughs> with our, anyway. I like the consistency with which we talk about profound things and also throw shade at things. Right. We really do. Yes. Good. We are a sassy bunch. <laughs> yeah. So, Angelica, tell me about some art that you've seen that has struck you. Um. I, I think the most recent time that I've been, um, I, I I was kind of like, it was a bittersweet thing because I, I saw it and I passed by it and I was told about it by the artist um, and I disregarded it because I was busy. Um, and then when I saw it later on in the day, because it's in my room, um, <laughs> I was like, whoa, like, what does this mean? And so the artist is my three-year-old little brother. He I, he was like, what should I draw? And I, it was, he was like, haunted house. And I'm like, no, not a haunted house. Because for some reason, that's what he wanted to draw. I don't know what that means. but, um, And then I'm like, draw a person. Because he's like, a ghost? And I'm like, no, <laughs> a person. Draw, draw yourself. And he's like, what? And so he drew a person. And he told me about it. And he was telling me the colors. And I was doing things in the other end and I was like oh yeah I'm being a good sister because you know we're hanging out kind of and but like I also need to do things that I need to do right whatever and later on in the day um I noticed this blue head uh blue circle and then an, these eyes and then a nose and I realized like this little guy is getting big um <laughs> because he's he drew a face and that was the first time that I actually ever saw that he drew something similar to a human. And <laughs> it was like, it, it. it's like, what does this mean? Like this little guy's growing and he's got a brain in his head and he's learning. And it was, it, I think just all of that while I was like alone in my room after kind of being distracted and finally seeing it, it was that, that's what overwhelmed me. And, and I was just like, wow, like this is, this is a beautiful little, uh, scribble kind of looking thing but it's beautiful because of what it who who did it who who made it and hmm. um kind of what it means so that's awesome yeah. mine was also um from the sistine chapel so i was not making fun of the sistine chapel per se oh good okay <laughs> just the fact that it is trite but but mine was not the ceiling the ceiling is wonderful and the second time i went to the sistine chapel having a lot more theological knowledge it was a lot richer Mm. The first time I went, I was 14 years old. But what struck me was the Last Judgment oh, yeah. well, that's crazy. on the side. And With the empty uh, Empty skin, skin of Bartholomew. Yeah. And, uh, but really, like, looking at the faces of the damned. Mm. You know, because I, I grew up in a church where hell was never talked about. It wasn't, you know, it was just kind of like nicey-nicey Catholicism. And now it was like, oh, my gosh, there's something eternal here. 
like like there's going to be a final judgment and I'm going to end up in one of these two places, either heaven or hell. And it, it struck me so much like, oh, wow, this is, this is real. This whole faith thing is real. And it was communicated just through a painting. That's incredible. That's what I'll never forget. Yeah. That's incredible. What about you, Matt? You know, I, uh, I don't pay much attention to the, okay. So I don't pay much attention to like art, high art. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just not. It's just not in my daily, so weekly, if, monthly life. Wait, would you Would you go to an art gallery? Yeah, I'm sure. And 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 I'm sure now that now that I've you know matured a bit. Um, Donald Trump. That was a Donald oh, Trump no, impression. Oh no, that was just me making my so, fun of myself. Okay. Um, <laughs> I guess Donald Trump can be involved if you'd like. Um, <laughs> yes, please. But I think that I think that you know as a as a kid, like I went to a couple art galleries. You know what I mean? As a kid, and just like. You know, right over the head. Um, but now, now I'm sure I would appreciate it more. I'm a sucker for illustration, mm. uh, which is not, and it's not like to diss illustration, but it's not, it's not equivalent to Da Vinci. No, but it takes on a, it takes a different kind of talent, right? Yeah. And so I'm here. This right here is a illustration of he's now Our Lady. He's now of, showing us his uh, Our Lady iPad. Star of the Sea, right? Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, it went black yeah there it is black pads yeah right and so i don't know it's things like this maybe it's because i like pop music you know what i mean so it's like this is like the pop music equivalent of pop, pop art of, pop yeah, art. yeah. actually just, there's a thing there's pop a art. Right, yeah, yeah. right right <laughs> uh but but i really it's specifically the illustrator his name is his real name is chris but he goes by bear bar two's catholic bear two's catholic he's he's got an instagram but he sells like prints he sells stickers i have that our lady star of the sea sticker on my hydro flask Nice. Because, because you have a hydro flask. Cool. Because I have a hydro flask. You call it a hydro flask as opposed to a water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> In my defense, the sticker is blue, the hydro flask is blue, and the hydro flask was a gift. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Blue for our lady. But I, you know, I like I like the the this more pop art, I guess. That's fair. Um, it's just not the main art form that I you know open myself up to. That's cool. As like a songwriter, that's just it's never been. Mm. Yeah. You know. And even in the context of music, it was like, okay, cover art. Let's make some cover art. And I never went like painting, you know? Yeah. Mm, yeah. So the I other, think, yeah, go on. I said the other, the other um, one that came to mind uh, is along after you go to, through the Sistine Chapel or maybe before, there's a bunch of other rooms, you know? So it's not people don't, people the think massive so, museum. It's, it's, yeah, it's not just Shoot. the Sistine Chapel and then you leave. It's like there's a thousand different rooms you can go into and some cool stuff and some really amazing paintings. And one of, one of which I actually had on my ordination card was of, uh, you could see the crucifix on a pillar in this empty room, and at the foot of the pillar was a shattered pagan idol. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And, and I was so moved by that, because I thought, like, what, that's the triumph of Christianity over paganism, mm. and that was on my ordination card. There's also the, um, the Raphael's Transfiguration, which is in there, which is incredible. It's in the Vatican Museum. Mm. And then you have the Raphael Rooms. Yeah, incredible. I mean, it's just all. Incredible. Well, I mean, the whole city of Rome. I mean, like if you you can find like Caravaggio's in like obscure little tiny church chapels. Yeah, <laughs> like, right, right. Uh, but um, so if if obviously these things have brought us closer to God, you know, closer to your brother, closer to um, God on your iPad, with Our Lady's <laughs> <laughs> cartoon. But have you ever seen a work of art that like disturbed you? Oh, because yeah. I believe it could be also be used as a tool for the evil one. Yeah, my Spanish teacher in high school had a Dali book a whole book of dali and mm. he painted a lot and lots of his stuff is just 
it's crazy surrealism um and it's uh absurd and it's scary yeah he's a good painter though oh excellent yeah yeah i mean a lot of a lot of really famous paintings modern kind of semi-modern paintings are his that you might see like the persistence of time the melting clocks you know yeah Persistence of, of memory sorry some of his great uh he did a great one on the crucifixion too mm. the crucifix and and uh last supper a famous one yeah yeah but yeah he has some disturbing stuff there's uh some great ones in uh i forget uh i forget the artist right now but there's one of um saturn devouring her children it's a classic mm-hmm. one because a lot of the, a lot of these greek myths were pretty disgusting and disturbing mm-hmm. and so when people yeah. paint them you're like woof. what about you angelica <laughs> what was the question <laughs> have you ever seen art that, oh, oh, that disturbs disturb, you disturbing art yeah mm-hmm. probably i well I think a lot uh, isn't like if I watch a scary movie, I mean, it's moving, but it's still art, right? Um, Just things that are made up. I think that when it points to something that is out of order um, and the Lord's not up at the top, then I think something in me just is like, okay, something's off. And how about no? Um, (laughs) How about about, about no? Because art like provokes thoughts you you start thinking about things what does this mean whether you think about it or not like what the, i'm thinking about what does this mean sure um Communicate in the something. art and i'm sorry in the color in the art um just like talking about the colors in there and they mean something they're put there for a reason by the artist and mm-hmm. they do a good job at, at without telling you they communicate something to you just visually um and i think a lot of good artists they they communicate truths and they make you wonder and be there in awe and and artists that are still really i guess good at what they do but want to sell you a lie they do a good job and you you feel that in your heart Mm. Mm. i um so i think about sometimes because you know catholicism stands out as a christian denomination that uh embraces art Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and again, Augustine, um, as we spoke about in a prior episode, you know, um, Augustine has has this whole concept that this is this is hopefully not going to be as roundabout as I think it's going to be. <laughs> um, he's got this concept that that um, written words are sign of signs of spoken words, and those spoken words are signs of mental words, and those mental words are signs of realities. Mm. Right, and I think that. You know, just kind of in my own pondering. Actually, he probably said it, and I'm stealing it, but I think it might have come from me. <laughs> Whatever. Hopefully, it came. <laughs> you from and he are somewhere on the same. Hopefully, level. it came from Augustine, because then it's actually sound. Um, but I've looked at that and been like, this is why Catholics embrace art, because if if a written word is just a sign, then there's no difference between a written word and, a, and an actual like crucifix that we're looking at. You know what I mean? It's just a different way of sending the message. Yeah. You know, and that and that's why art's so powerful. Like you can't make the argument that art's not powerful. Anybody that's like art doesn't affect me as a holistic thing, it's like you're lying. There's no like, if you like in any form, that's 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 like a crazy thought. You know what I mean? Well, that's why the communists incorporated their specific form of architecture, which was very soul sucking. You know, if you look at right. communist uh, you know, apartment block, it's just big giant squares and rectangles, and there's nothing beautiful about it because 
it wanted to communicate a lack of transcendence. It wanted to say human beings are just functional. It's just utilitarian. Like it's not, it's not about anything. Right. We don't need beauty. Yeah. Well, we humans respond need. to beauty. That that's one of the ways that we communicate and that we um, that we kind of live as it's part. It's a part of our living journey through life. And I think that's one thing that you know the Word on Fire Institute and Bishop Barron has been really good at highlighting and to show the beauty that's around us and the beauty in art. Even like the Word on Fire Bible has paintings throughout it mm-hmm. that they talk about that. It's like this shows a truth. This this is a good example of a truth that's expand that's discussed in this particular Bible passage or gospel passage or whatever. So, um, and it brings it alive, and I think it speaks to us in a different way that words may not. In uh, this this JP, I have a, a book written by uh, JP two here. Um, it's called God is Beauty. He, it, the, the beginning is a retreat that he gave. It's a series of, it seems like just like journal entries, to be honest with you. Um, and then there's some commentary from Christopher West and other artists, which is a really cool premise. Uh, I'm only like 30 pages in. But there were a couple of quotes that I wrote down because uh, I, I wrote down since recently starting the book. Uh, and one of them is, uh, beauty reveals goodness to the human being in a special way. When a person meets up with beauty, that beauty points to some good and causes that good to become attractive to him. Mm. Right? And so it's like beauty has this influential power on our souls. You know, which definitely aligns with what you were saying, right? The Communist Party intentionally revoked beauty, right? Because they they understood that concept. Um, I wrote down a lot of quotes. <laughs> I, only, I can't say them all. Um, I'll share another one. But uh, another one. So so I, essentially, like I I he talks about like he says that God, the God of the gospel, right, is a need is needed as a source of creative or artistic inspiration. Like one of the mm. premises JP2 puts together is that you can't create without God. Well, human beings can't create, period, because right, I mean, right. everything, okay. yeah. everything he, we he do does is make really that distinction kinda... as well, like small c, big c, uh, create, create, you know. Well, no, but I think um, I think that's an important thing with art is that one of the things that makes art beautiful is its resemblance to reality mm-hmm. that God himself created. Yeah. And that's no, 100%. A lot of, you know, when the cubists, like Picasso, comes around and starts, like, taking apart human beings visually, you say, there's something b- a little bizarre about that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, he had <clears throat> he had his way of expression um, that was really interesting. He did he did one. Um, it's the – I forget what it is. It's a, it was a Dutch painter originally. There's a whole – in the Picasso Museum in, um, in Barcelona, he did a, an entire room. It's an entire room, probably, probably like 20 paintings, all on variations on this one painting. Hmm. And he broke it apart. He put it back together, and you can just – he played with colors and everything. And, it, like, he just – he was trying to figure out this painting. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, like, a lot of – a lot of artists, like, when you, when you get into their minds and you start looking at their sketches and you start looking at their things, it's like they're, they're – dealing with stuff and they're trying to put it together and and i think that's what you know like picasso was trying to do is that he's he's he has this vision and he's trying to put it together and like it's coming out in these art pieces which like we have struggled to interpret but there's there's something deeper there that's just not like you know one of the things in this jp2 book is that he he says uh he's saint jp2 sorry (laughs) no but he said he says um that creating creating artistically has labor pains because there really is this process and he he goes on to say like how many hours do you have to spend at the piano pounding on the keys 
You know what I mean? Mm. And so he's talking about this this laborious process that is art. You know, I I there were a couple of interesting things in this book. Another one was the the temptation to idolize art, particularly if you're the artist. Um, and that's something that I uh, relate to very much, much l- less so now, but like prior to reverting to Christianity, um, I, I have a very distinct memory where I said to myself, some people have religion. I have music. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. This is what I'll worship. Yeah. That's like true. like in the, in those words, you know what I mean? Well, you're, uh, you're saying a profound truth, though, about the tra- you, music is transcendent. Art is transcendent. So you're looking for that transcendence. Right. And, and so later on, and this is kind of like bringing you through my past, I suppose, because I was doing the artist thing for a while and doing the songwriting thing for a while. And we used to have like a phrase, right, where if you're in a co-write, you would say, serve the song, you know, serve the song. Like what's going to serve this? Don't, don't be self-interested. Mm. Serve the song. And like it, it blew me away. I mean, literally like I started reading it like just a couple days. I, it might have been yesterday. I can't remember, <laughs> you know. Um, but he says like, what is the point of art? Serve the Lord. Hmm. You know what I mean? Hmm. And I was like, oh, I, like I had it wrong for so long, so long. And it, it makes sense to me, like, because I, I walked away from music to an extent, you know, and I know we're not talking like this is personal. So it's music as opposed to like visual art, you know, but it was like I was it, it, it was a, a true tumultuous thing within me that I was like, I would try so hard to write like music that points to God. And one of the reasons I walked away from it, because I mean, I was writing mostly pop music, you know, and I was like, it's like my, I was like trying to like, you know, secret spy it in there that people would like listen to it and it'd be like wholesome and they'd be like, ah, Jesus exists, you know? (laughs) But I was like, that's not, like, it's not working. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. this is, this is not what I'm, you know, I'm not successfully doing this. Um, And so it was almost like I I, I walked away because I was like, I'm not serving the Lord with this. You know what I mean? It's good that there would be, I think there should be wholesome music and I'm still putting music out that I think is wholesome, but it's not like the main gig. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I, well, this, I don't know. This brings up an interesting question. Can somebody who is not morally good produce good art? You know, a lot of people don't know. Leonardo da Vinci um, actually had a rather sordid life. Mm-hmm. He, had, he had a lot of lovers on the side and of, right. of a homosexual kind and, and uh, I mean, people like Salvador Dali, who had you know his own demons he dealt with, and of course Picasso, and and so all these artists, you know, not all of them, but many, you know, many artists were tortured individuals and who didn't necessarily live in accordance with Christianity. So how how is it that Leonardo da Vinci can then make this great work of art like the Last Supper? I mean, is it is it authentic? Is it fake? When you, if you're not living it or believing it, well, I think it, you know, I think I think. The Lord can, especially with religious art, let's say, I think the Lord can work through people even if they're not, even if, I mean, we're all sinners, so, like, the Lord can still work through us even if we're sinners. But. Yeah, but I think sinners is different than not believing. I challenged our, our organist at a former parish that I was at, and because he would, every week, we, he would hire, like, four or six or eight singers at a pretty good price, 150 bucks, you know, and that's, yeah. a, it's a, I guess it was a common thing to do in big churches, and I asked him, like, well, how many of these people believe any of this stuff that they're singing? And he said, oh, yeah, no, none of them, none of them are Christian. You know, they're just, you know, typical young adult atheists in New York City. And I thought to myself, well, so they're just putting on a concert. It's not worship. Right. You know, and so is that, is that the same thing with people who do visual art, you know, who are, who are 
painting the Sistine Chapel. I'm well, not Sistine Chapel, but you know, Leonardo da Vinci was just painting religious themes because that's what pays the bills. Or yeah, but there's still something that's good come from that's good that has come from that though, right? And and you can make the argument good came from those singers, you know, yeah. the people in the pews worshipped. Yeah, so the Lord is still working in that particular way. It's a shame that it's not worship for the singers. Right. And maybe for Leonardo da Vinci, but it doesn't mean that there hasn't, there doesn't, it's not good that's come out of it at the end of the day. And it's like, it's almost, I mean, certainly the Lord was calling them through it, you know? We're attracted to these kinds of art, whatever it might be. Um, and, and like you said, they're transcendent, so we, we should see God in them. Hmm. You know, if you're paying attention. Yeah. Now, of course, maybe you're not. You know what I mean? And it's easy to not pay attention to certain art now, right? Like m- most movies are trash. Yeah. Most movies, I mean, there's like diabolical stuff in movies now for sure. You know what I mean? We've talked about this in the past on this show, so I don't have to get into the different things, you know? Mm. But hmm. I don't yeah. know. I remember I was at a hostel in Barcelona, I think, and I remember I was talking to one of the guys. He was from somewhere in the United States, not that I was traveling with, but just another guy I met. And he was saying, like, I'm done with churches. I'm not going in any more churches because he had been all through Europe. And he's like, I'm done. I don't like churches anymore. It's too many churches. They all look the same. And, of course, me, I'm like, I love going to churches. (laughs) I keep going to churches my whole life. Don't matter, Um, which I probably will do, hopefully. Um, So the – but I thought that was strange. I was like – Oh, it's interesting because it's there's a respect for the art that comes with the churches, the architecture and the the engineering that goes behind that, and plus all the art that's contained in the churches. But it's also what that represents, which brings it to another level. And I guess if you don't appreciate that, then it probably is hard to go into churches and see the same thing over and over again. And especially in Europe, you know, when I I hiked El Camino a few years ago, and uh, I remember in Burgos and Lyon, the two biggest cities we walked through. We went to the cathedral, and there was only one tiny chapel we were allowed to go in without paying t- 10 euro for the rest of the yeah. church. And, you know, it strikes me that these churches, these grand cathedrals, are now nothing more than museums. Mm-hmm. And that's how the Europeans see them. That is terrible. Yeah, it's not It's not. I know priests priest can get in for free. Could you get in for free as a deacon? Uh, I, don't, I don't... Can priests get in for free? Generally, yeah. Oh, so that'd be good to know. Now I'll yeah. go back. You could try. I mean, you may still say no, but <laughs> <laughs> I think priests can generally get in, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Any thoughts, Angelica? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have thoughts. Um, Good. <laughs> Thanks for letting empty. us talk. Sorry. We didn't. No, you guys no. hog Stop. the whole podcast. Uh, I was thinking, like, as you were talking, um, how, how right, you, you have this gift that you, you, you can sing. He has a beautiful voice, you guys. Uh, and his fiance does, too. But It's true. Look him up. Matt's Peraza Music. <laughs> Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's my Instagram. <laughs> Don't DM me. I erased Instagram. Okay. And <laughs> and and so he plays an you play an instrument. Yeah, I play piano. Yeah. Maybe I thought you played a guitar. Okay, sorry. I do play guitar. Okay, okay. Well, and I was thinking uh, some saint said it or it was said about the saint. I don't know. It was like through using this gift that the Lord gave him, like that. It's not the the talent necessarily that is the gift but it's the using of the gift uh, of this talent that is the lord's gift to you and lord's love to you and and i I was just thinking about that and so like when it comes to singing it's it's yes you you can be singing um in a church with others and maybe you're the one that's leading but really it's like by you singing like that's the lord like loving you um and it's such an interesting thing to think about when 
in like other areas so like an artist who is painting something um and you're thinking like i'm gonna give this to this other person i'm using my gift for the lord because it's a good thing and like i'm gonna give it to this other person and whatever um but really it's like the lord is blessing me and and giving me the gift of being able to do this and um and just like leave it right there versus like going further and like um so i i think for the for the good and bad it's really where is your heart um and then not including others i I think just starting there isn't is is an important piece it's got to be transformative to make a work of art for the lord Mm. without a doubt Well, we've run out of time, but thank you for joining us in this episode of Restless. You can find us on Veritas Catholic Network and wherever you get your podcasts. Tune in next time.